listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls, and it's the final. It is the final. It's hard to believe. Um, so far. We, we, you and me, we have come so we far. Have. <laughs> Talking about it is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so many bakes. But yes. you, speaking of bakes, you made something that your husband said was like one of his top five. Believe it or not. Favorite yeah, bakes of all time of yours. So I got to hear more about it. I did see a beautiful picture. Yes, I was so proud of it. I had to share and every step of the way I had to share with Allison. Um, I have a new cookbook by a gal named Claire Savitz who works for, or she did work for Bon Appetit magazine, right? That's Mm -hmm. a magazine. Sorry, I'm not cool enough to know. And it's called Dessert Person. (laughs) So if you are a dessert person and you want to learn more about baking, this is a really great book my girls got it for me for mother's day and my Aww. very first bake out of it i was looking for a bit of a challenge and something to make for my band and she calls it a babkala and it's mm-hmm. a, like a babka mixed with kind of a chalab or um like a brioche dough it's mm-hmm. very like eggy enriched dough and you have to mm-hmm. divide the dough into three rectangles long 12 by 6 rectangles, fill that with chocolate and cinnamon and sugar, roll Mm -hmm. each rectangle and then braid it into a beautiful loaf. And it was just, it was incredibly satisfying. (laughs) It was so (laughs) satisfying. Just the, uh, so fun. But I will say um, one of the challenges and again, how I like to make things ahead of time because Mm -hmm. I wanted to make it on a Tuesday for my boys my band boys, I don't have any sons. Um, I made the dough on Sunday um, and then made it, uh, I should say constructed it on Monday and then baked it on Tuesday. But when your dough is so enriched with the, with the eggs and the butter, Mm -hmm. you can't just keep it in the fridge and expect it to rise right away. So I had, I had to like, coax it along with extra heat and things like that. I'm a big believer in the cold rise, you know, overnight yes. when you yeah, have the time. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, all that butter that solidifies. So sure. boy, I had, I called Sophie. I'm like, it's one o'clock, take the dough out of the fridge, set it on the counter, got home at three 45, hadn't moved, hadn't wow. moved at all. So I had to like, I was putting it in water baths. I was setting it on top of the hot oven with the, um, with the cling film over it. So it, it was a big, big challenge to make a head. So if I were to do it again, I would make it all in one day. So there's Lisa's um, baking class for the day. Bach. What it was, (laughs) I can't even remember. Babkala. 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 Yeah. It was incredible. It looked very professional. Thank you. And it looked like hard. It looked hard to make. So mm-hmm. it was fiddly. Um, I'm glad it was that it very, tasted. very fiddly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it tastes as much. So what's the form of chocolate? 
that you put in the cocoa um, powder or no, it, it asked for semi-sweet chocolate and I could have just put in chocolate chips, but I, I ground them up not uh, to a powder, but I wanted it to be able to be a, a more of a spreadable consistency. So okay. I put the, I put the cinnamon, the brown sugar and the, um, the chocolate in a food processor and crunched it up to not super fine, but you know, a lot oh. more workable yeah. consistency. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so you're just able to sprinkle that on. Yep. Yep. Triangles. Mm-hmm. Just... Rectangles. Oh, sorry. Rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Junie B. Jones, just tangles. I think they're called tangles. <laughs> sorry. Kindergarten well, teacher sh- joke. You should post a picture of that. I will. I absolutely will. I have been uh, bad at the website, but with summer, with summer coming up, I might be able to do a little bit more. Lovely. Uh, I believe that segues very nicely into the final signature, which is vinoiserie. Vinoiserie. Sure. Say it just like that. And they want two types of vinoiserie. And basically this means an enriched dough. Um, And a puff. It has to be puff, right? Yes, it can be puff. Mm -hmm. Um, It has yeast to leaven it and... Um, there's often lamination involved. And so it's, I think Paul Hollywood says, Oh, this is, I've worked in Venusry like X amount of years of my life or whatever. So it's the definition I looked up said it's often a breakfast type item. So think croissant or pan au chocolat or <clears throat> that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis, I'll start with him. He makes an apple, walnut, raisin. I think he called it a choisson. Um, yes. And then he makes a pan of white, pan of white chocolate. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't um, say it. No, with raspberries and cream cheese. Both of those, to me, on paper, sound amazing. Apple, walnut, raisin. Heck yeah, with cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in totally. Well, the judges were with you halfway. They thought the apple <laughs> walnut raisin was a winner and just no to the cream cheese. I thought it was weird. Paul said like cream cheese, you know, is too much of a tang or something with the raspberry. I didn't mm-hmm. quite understand his logic because I did think it sounded really good. Um, and how um, many times would you like to eat cheesecake with raspberries um, all the time? Uh, yeah. That sounds perfect to me. And there's a ton of cream cheese and cheesecake, obviously. So sorry, Paul, I guess you're wrong in this case. These Midwestern girls think cream cheese is everything, basically. Well, that's interesting because you don't really hear them using cream cheese as an ingredient very much. No, they really don't. Yeah. It's very American. I mean, honestly, how many things do you make with cream cheese? I make a lot of things with cream cheese. Well, and that is kind of our dump go-to for casseroles and and uh, dump desserts mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, it's a very yeah. versatile ingredient. It is. I agree. Uh, Richard coming into the final with five star bakers. Um, he decides to make, which they criticized him for this. I think slightly, or Paul did, saying that these are simple, but he said. I want to make two doughs and I'm going to make a panel a, which is why I started baking. Um, 
And he makes a laminated pan au chocolat with pears. And they're like, well, you got to get it right, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, this is the signature. This is what I I like to do, or this is what really mm-hmm. interested me about baking. So, What did you think about that brushing the layers with the butter rather than making it a true lamination with the butter block, rolling it out, you know? And I think it, that kind of shortcut, Paul was a little leery of that. Yeah, I don't think either one were well they said the panel was nice um but that maybe have been the nicest comment Mm -hmm. i don't think they raved about either of his um and i'm talking like ian with the question mark at the end of a not a question Um, (laughs) i love it keep it up but uh he i don't know that he was phased by it at all i he kind of takes everything in stride. You never see him. We talked earlier about Nancy sort of always being the one who keeps her cool. Mm-hmm. Richard's pretty cool too. He does, but you get you see him get red faced. You see him uh, dress true. a little bit. I think Nancy is the coolest customer we've probably ever seen. And and I we talk about all the time that very very first episode when Mel or Sue say to her are you worried about that? And she just puts her lips together and shakes her head. Nah. (laughs) And that's kind of the way she is. She's just ultra prepared. You know, she's ready Mm -hmm. to go. She's the queen of Mm -hmm. consistency. Our Nancy. Do you recall at this point, I know we haven't talked about Louise, uh, or sorry, we haven't talked about Nancy's uh, vinoiserie, but, who are you rooting for when you first watched this season? Do you Girl, recall? I don't even remember the first time I watched this. It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, so long ago. Too. I think going into it, I probably would put my money. I don't like to bet, and I know you don't either, but I would put my money on Richard. Come on. Yeah. And also, we. Oh, I always have that mindset of this is cumulative. This is cumulative. Me too. Me but too it's too. not. It's not, and that's the beauty of this show. Well, one of the beauties, this is beautiful for so many reasons, but it's not cumulative. It's a fresh start every time, and I love that. I love that. Yes. Because you, as you learn, that is in your favor rather than a mistake you made in week three is going to ruin you in episode nine. I just, I think yeah. that's fantastic that it's not cumulative and that, you know, someone like Richard who got Starbaker five times has the same, the same chance of winning as Nancy, who did she get it once? I believe. I think Nancy and Louie both got it once. Once, Right. And mm-hmm. so the, you know, the playing field is completely level and I, I think that's great. So yes, I probably mm-hmm. would have, I would have bet on Richard to win. And I would have wanted Richard to win also, mm-hmm. but um, Nancy and her venusery. Uh, makes an almond raspberry croissant and sort of makes a big deal about using dried raspberries or freeze-dried raspberries. Yeah, the powder. She -hmm. like powders it. I think that's so Mm -hmm. cool. Are you familiar? Have you done this? I am not, but I'm very, very interested because I am learning to love raspberries. I'm not a big fan. That's right. As a child, I just feel like I wasn't given enough variety (laughs) it's like here's an apple and here's a banana like for real and then um you know put some 
pineapple into your jello mold, Grandma Dorothy. That basically that's it. And my kids like are raspberry fiends. My are drummer and my band loves everything with raspberry, but it's still the seeds that bother me sometimes. Mm. Um, and so I try to strain them out as much as I can, but I feel like you lose a lot of the nice fruit when you strain it out. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the powder is like something I should try to give things a good flavor. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I personally love raspberries and the seeds don't bother me. I really? it just doesn't, it's just not, it's just not my, 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 my rock to bear, whatever you say, <laughs> my cross to bear. Cross wow. To bear. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's overstating a little bit, but um, yeah, I love raspberries and honestly though, I prefer them uh, just fresh and not in bakes Mm-hmm. So the freeze for that reason, the freeze dried fruits kind of do appeal to me. And I wonder what it brings to the table. The flavor um, without the texture is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. She um, also does a lemon apple kite that has a frangipan disc and lemon icing. Um When I read that, I was kind of thinking about frangipan again and I did pull up a recipe that I'm going to try this week with a frangipan disc with a Mm -hmm. rhubarb kind of custard. And I haven't done it yet. I did some of the components, but I will let you know how that that goes. I I thought her lemon apple kite sounded great with the frangipan disc. Do you think that any of that apple flavor really comes through with lemon in there? I mean, I love to make apple pie and add some lemon juice for tartness, but it's not Mm -hmm. a lemon forward dessert of course that's the apple forward so i feel like if you're saying it's a lemon flavor apple really doesn't stand a chance because it's so mild that's curious because lemon apple as a flavor i just can't even imagine just when you think of lemon and apple yeah i guess you just do think of the tartness Mm -hmm. good point maybe more for texture to give it a nice bite because eating cooked apples is nice Maybe so. Well, that actually makes more sense when you mm-hmm. think about uh, how much lemon you can't put chunks of lemon in something. Right. You're basically doing the the peel and the juice. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I'm asking all these difficult questions today. That's Vinoiserie, which again I don't recall. Uh, ever going to a bakery when we were in Vienna together? No, we were going all to all those years ago. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> Buying chocolate. Oh my gosh, the chocolate. That's so good. Yeah, we missed out on all the pâtisserie when we were in yeah. Vienna. And the Viennoiserie. Uh, just because you mentioned Aldi, I wondered, friend, if you know that right now Aldi has bees wrap. Wrap. Um, oh, the, uh, I know that you use it yes, and I do. I've used it in the past. I've used it in the past and mm-hmm. realized mine was kind of worn out. And so I bought some in there, three sizes for like seven ninety nine. Oh, and really? the one is, yeah, one is huge. So for you and for our listeners, Oh, this right week, Nyla Shane, bees, mm-hmm. wax wraps, you guys, we've got to, we've got to start conserving and this will help you to not use so much bags and 
Yes, <laughs> cling film. I also, just as a, um, you know, because they use so much plastic on this show, you know, when they're raising and they're yes, piping back. brought that up before. And yeah. that's going mm-hmm. straight into the trash. Um, get some silicone, silicone lids for your for bowls and things like that. And it seals on top of bowls. I use that to um, do my cold rises in the fridge and actually on the Mm -hmm. counter as well. Those are um, a plastic saver. So Mm -hmm. just another sustainability thing. And I would like to also say, in case people don't know, if you follow Nancy on Instagram, she is a green like goddess she is all about sustainability she is all about green cleaning um she's doing so many wonderful things to help uh, our planet so give nancy a follow her last name is burt whistle it's easy to find just nancy baking show um but she has lots of ideas to help us um to save the planet so that was an interesting segue It was, especially because I had a different story about Nancy, and I'm still glad you brought that up because Nancy has a new book out as of April called Clean and Green, Mm -hmm. 101 Hints and Tips, Hints, Hints (laughs) and Tips for a More Eco-Friendly Home. And I was totally taken aback by that, but because I don't follow Nancy, but how that's a great segue, and it made me really want to... Not that she needs me to, because she's doing quite well on her own. But yeah, I kind of wanted to check her out more. Her her um, website is pretty detailed, and she tells a lot about how this show changed her life. And she's done the gamut of experiences related to baking. But I thought that was so interesting that not another baking book, but a clean and green book. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Or should we say good on her? Good on her. Good on you, Nancy. This final technical did seem appropriate and Absolutely. stressful, stressful all the same though. Um, they announced that it was the first time that a technical had to be more than one type of bake. And so what it was, was to make 12 Victoria sponges, 12 tarte au citron, and 12, mm-hmm. what was the other one? Mini scones. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They were all minis. So it's like a gone, tea, okay. it's kind of like a tea. They were, you know, getting their little tray ready to have a lovely, a lovely tea. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at least one of the bakers said, well, this, this direction says, make us make the scones, make the scones or whatever they say. But I would think any baker, any British baker worth their salt would have their own scone recipe. I'm going to keep saying scone because I'm from Indiana. Um, They would just have their Mm go-to. Like, do you have, I know you probably don't serve a lot of this, but I can make a biscuit from memory can you make a biscuit from memory a biscuit as in like a buttermilk biscuit i'm shaking my head no okay i made those for my (laughs) girls this week i have a foolproof biscuit dough if anybody would like to have it it is um yeah foolproof and i i have it memorized so i think it would be the same Mm -hmm. yeah you know for them i think i think you're right i think you're right especially a scone yeah 
Mm-hmm. Plain, a plain scone. Mm-hmm. A plain scone, exactly right. Um, I don't know that anybody really struggled, except for maybe on the tart citron. Um, I think Louis and Richard actually struggled. Scrambled eggs, Richard. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. I think this yeah. is where we separated the winners from the losers. Because Nancy kept her cool. She had the gorgeous writing on those tart citron. She killed it. She literally yes. did an yep. amazing um, Tarte de Citron and uh, the other guys really struggled. They really did. And, you know, none of the bakes are incredibly interesting, so we don't have to Mm-mm. necessarily break those down. But um, Nancy did come first and hers were just, it It was a really good note on how we've said that she has a wealth of knowledge and just drew upon all those strengths that she has, the the calmness and the, the the knowledge. And pulling those three bakes out was not a big deal. I don't think it was a huge deal for the men. I mean, I think they they both knew what they were doing, but maybe just didn't have the longevity that Nancy had to to get that out. And I think Louis was really surprised that he came in second. He thought he had lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think sure. this is the second season, you know, the other season that we watched when we watch the final. It's always, you know, Nadia in the last one where you you didn't think for sure that Nadia was going to win. And the other two sort of tanked it. And it makes you wonder if they're like if the pressure just mm-hmm. absolutely just got to, you know, Louie and Richard are amazing bakers. Yeah. They shouldn't have messed up a, a, a tart of citron that, you know, with the custard, they should have been able to do that. And you just right. wonder, was it, was it just that, that little extra, Oh my gosh, my family's waiting outside there. This is going to be huge. And I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. whoever is the coolest customer is the one that's going to make it. Yeah. So, yeah. And she definitely was our um, Nancy. Our Nancy. Our Nancy. <laughs> um, well, in our Nancy in the final, um, they choose a final that, of course, isn't something we've ever heard of. No. It's a P.S. Monte, and it's sort of this elaborate, older, maybe old-fashioned even style of cake where it has to have multiple elements to it. Um Perhaps a biscuit support system. It has to have a shoe pastry or a croquembouche. It has Did to have each a one of them have to have a meringue? Did it have to have a meringue? Because mm. Richard included those sweet little mushrooms. And I was wondering if you had to have that. I don't know. But did you notice, too, that Nancy's had fondant covering mm-hmm. her, did. her cake? Well, Louie did buttercream, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Richard did sort of this... Uh, sickly they called it it was not a good color green but um he did like a sickly kind of old-fashioned piping honestly mm-hmm. if i'm honest if i'm uh, honest was it like grass was it supposed to be grass uh, i think so or a okay. hill it was okay. a hill mill on a hill that was yep. his mill on a mm-hmm. hill it supposed to be a hill and so design wise they all did a really good job of coming up with something striking and i Weirdly, they were all sort of similar. Like there was yeah. two windmills and then... Out of Louis all the things his... in the world that you could make? Yeah, yeah. Now, if you I had was... to make... I didn't I didn't prepare you for this, so you might have to think about it. If you were going to make some kind of landmark, 
from where you live. I know what you would make. The man mound. You would make the man mound. (laughs) (laughs) Allison used to live on a road called Man Mound Road. And it was because there's like a raise (laughs) in the grass that's shaped like a man. So that's what you would make, right? Yes. Yes. It's an old Indian burial site. Yes. Yes. No, it's not what I would make. But that's funny anyway. (laughs) What would you make though? Well, we were would thinking you... about it, the girls and I, and we were oh, like, we were. maybe the Golden Dome at Notre Dame, because that's so oh. incredibly iconic. Um, and I drive yes. by it every single day. And the approach to the university is so beautiful. And they frame it with the road. They frame that Golden Dome and the sun is always beating down. on it. It's gorgeous. So probably that. Ah, mm-hmm. nice. I live very close to Notre Dame, everybody. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. That's a good, a good fun thought to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like the bridge that comes into um, Dubuque over the oh, Mississippi River. Oh, what a beautiful also. idea. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Nancy chooses the Moulin Rouge and picky thing, fiddly thing. I, it drives me nuts that the Moulin Rouge blades of her windmill are like a horrible different color red than her cake. <laughs> it irritates me. Every time. How about the fact that it spins though, girl? Come on. I know. And she does like this brandy snap biscuit that's Mm -hmm. really neat. And um, she executes it well, especially because uh, I don't know that. Oh, sugar work is a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sugar work is a part of it. And she breaks a blade and somehow she's able to get that fixed and it still works. That is Mm -hmm. something. Because she keeps it. Yep. That's a testament to her for sure. Because um, Richard's blades got a little bendy. They were made out of <laughs> they were made out of a brittle, which to me looked really good. That almond brittle looked good. Yes. And so it, it was a, it was a good brittle, but you know, that humidity bent it right over, so it was real floppy. Well, you admired his croquembouche earlier. Yes. Um, I actually thought his flavors, he uses like I think a lemon lime curd with an elderflower or no, I'm sorry. He puts orange custard in with an elderflower liqueur, which just sounded really interesting for that type of um, treat. But you have to mention (laughs) Richard's um, ginger biscuit because, Mm. and I wrote this down in quotes, I'm a ginger lover. I married one. Because his his wife is is a redhead and his little daughters, they're so cute. They're gingers too. So I know. Yes. So that was very sweet. That was very sweet when he (laughs) I married one. And his ginger wife has some very nice things to say about him. You know. They seem Um, like a sweet couple. I agree. I agree. Um, but you know, the king of style. He is looked amazing. Dead. Uh, he makes this Poynton. It's Poynton, right? Is where uh-huh. he's from. P-O-Y-N-T-O-N. He makes this tower that has this big chain and the chain is the shoe pastry. And so they're tiny and put together and it's just perfect. He has a chocolate biscuit um, making the base of whatever this piece that holds the chain in and says pointing on it um whatever you call that and he did a really great job and of course it looked amazing yeah um, alas his, his sponge little dry and i think that's where 
that's where he lost it. That's where he lost. You think so? Yeah. You think that's because hers, was, hers was perfect. And that, I mean, that was really the only criticism was that it was mm. a little dry. Mm. I think Richards, they really liked also. Um, and they really liked Nancy's. It was tight. It was tight, but they had said going into the final that really it was down to Louie or uh, Nancy. Yeah, which is so bizarre. Mr. Isn't Star, it? Mr. Star Baker of all time. Yeah, Counted himself out. It was, it was strange. And, you know, at the end of the day, all that I know about British Baking Show, which is, I can A still lot. learn. <laughs> um, those three people all got careers and experiences that jettisoned them into, um, you know, sort of British pop culture. Um, as we've said before, I think we've probably spoiled it twice throughout this <laughs> episode breakdown. Nancy is the winner. She wins. And she seems, yeah, she seems genuinely, you know, not surprised, surprised, but pleasantly, you know, happy mm-hmm. about it. How much do and you love watching the families? I, I love like it. That. And when she won, I think it was they close up on one of her grandsons and he just lost his mind. I know. I know. I thought, <laughs> how precious is that? How precious is that for your grandson to be mm-hmm. so excited for you to do something like that? And her husband yeah. had so many nice things to say. Remember how he was like, whatever she puts her mind to, mm-hmm. she gets it done. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's how our, our Nancy does. She, you know, if she wants to be a dog trainer, she's the world's best dog trainer. She right. wants to go to college. She's going to nail it. And if she wants to go on the Great British Bake Off, guess what? She's going to win it. And she did. Mm-hmm. And who knew? Who knew from the very beginning that she would win? Well, all three. No, she had a couple wavering weeks, actually, where yes, she, she almost had she to did. go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of these finalists I was looking up, they all went on. Um, sweet, sweet Louie opened up a bakery called the Hive Bakery in his town of Poynton and fulfilled his dream of baking as a career. Now, I looked it up. And as you may or may not know, which I think we've already mentioned this also, that he died in in 2020 of cancer, sadly, at only 48, which breaks my heart. But then so when I was reading, he really was able to thank God. Because at the end of this episode, they tell little, you know, catch-ups of what so-and-so is doing, right. what so-and-so is doing. And Louis' little subtitle is that he dreams of a day of baking for a living. And I was so relieved that he did get to do that for a period of time um, mm-hmm. before he got sick. But he had a he had a bakery. And Richard goes on and still does, I believe, speaking engagements and appearances and gives lessons and does blog guest posts and does all kinds of things. And I think his website calls him a baker and a builder. So he's still doing both of those things. And then, as we mentioned earlier, Nancy uh, is amazingly busy and still bakes and does a lot, obviously with her new book out that we talked about earlier. And Mm -hmm. it's a good, good season. And it was a great season. Probably probably thank our new friend, Jordan again for, Uh. 
coming on so early and giving us so many little backstories and I'm still Maybe talking about him sometime. to anybody who will listen. Are you? Oh my gosh. What a cool guy. I love that he guy. He was great. He was mm-hmm. great. And I, when they do the, when they announce the finalists, you know, they only showed him a little bit. Of course, I didn't even see Claire at all. So Neither did the, I. I'm not sure she was there. The early birds don't get as much press, unfortunately, but I think that they still are tight a tight-knit family, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of when they got out. I was happy to see Diana at the at the tea party. She looked great. Yeah. She looked fine. She Bless looked great. her heart, sweet lady. Mm-hmm. I sure wish I could talk to her. Maybe I'll reach out and try to give her a, a yeah. email or something because I think she's very cool. Yes, I do too. And I think she could have really gone far, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this season is done and dusted thank you for listening to the soggy bottom girls podcast you can find us on facebook and instagram at soggy bottom girls or connect with us at soggybottomgirls.com and may all your bakes be worthy of a hollywood handshake <laughs>